This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Good for your soul. Oh, please. I have no soul. Van. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, ghost. Episode 8. These seasons just keep going by quicker and quicker. What you got for me this week? Bro, this is literally a mad thing out here. <laughs> Time is flying. It's crazy. I feel like the season just started last week, but uh, here we are. Episode 8. We got none other than Dominic Walker in the building. You already know Mr. Flip Front Nose Grind, Mr. Flip Crook, fucking flipping master. You know what I'm saying? And just a genuine dude, really nice guy. We met him in Copenhagen a couple, couple years ago, and then he pulled up on us at the Bun Jam this summer. It was only right. Had to get him on the pod. Awesome conversation with him. And we taking y'all straight to the post office, banged through a lot of emails. You know what I'm saying? Not, not too much controversy this week, but some great emails. And then uh, it's sports time, man. Steeler Nation. Fuck. Wake up, man. But uh, we talking football and a little fantasy football because that one person said they don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Big ep. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt. Hit us up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And then head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. Ghost, you continue to do the dirty work. I know in the post office you talk about watching the SLS contest, but that ain't it, baby. What else you got for us? Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. Shout out of the week brought to you by The Den, by skaters, for skaters, for the undying love of skate videos, an app available for free on iPhone, iPad, Android, and even Apple TV. Man, post up with me and take in these three parts. We doing it big. It's that time of year, man. Parts dropping left, right, and center. We're sparking it with uh, Mr. Leo Bodalazi. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, Venture Trucks part. Absolutely mental. Don't know if you saw that one. He switched from blended that double set outledge that they brought back to life in San Francisco. And that dude's trick selection. (laughs) Uh, And shout out Pekka, the filmer homie who uh, films uh, Herman and and a bunch of dudes i think he was the main filmer behind this he's awesome uh, great skater too but this part was just incredible amazing trick selection and very rewatchable so if you didn't see leo bodalazi make sure you take that in then we take in y'all straight to our boy bunt alum ryan townley put out an oj wheels part and the, the trucks and wheels parts are just flooding the streets these days man you thought it was just boards and shoes doing it big now nah, we got oj wheels and ryan getting down and dirty out here he's sliding into blunt slides and fucking 
all types of combos you never knew you needed to see mr townley our boy making it pop with the crouch style with the massive three flips you know what time it is townley baby and then last but not least another friend of the show mr trevor thompson man static six his part dropped on thrasher uh i can't wait to see the rest of the video but his part i think it's the opening part the mandems just got pierce and great trick selection trevor thompson thank you for all your help with the pod behind the scenes helping out those questions and whatnot and uh hype to see you put out a full ass buttery part that's it man the den we pop it only one thing left to do before we get into the interview we gonna head over to far side at broadview and gerard the east side of t dot for an ice cold beamer beer the coldest beer on earth and the new buzz in town ghost let's get this interview popping Let's get it popping. We got Dominic Walker in the building. What's cracking, dog? Yo, what up? Chilling, man. Um, just got back from a trip with the homies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the last few days, I've just been kind of hanging out, getting my body right, linking up with the GX dudes because they're in town working on something. Sick. So, you know, not really putting too much pressure on myself, just getting out with my friends and just skating. That's what's up, man. We met a couple years ago in, in Copenhagen, and then you came to TDOT for the Bunt Jam. So, you know, it was only a matter of time before you're in the hot seat. But it ain't very hot, man. It's just <laughs> chilling. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is uh, my first podcast. Really hyped to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And just to, like, you know what I'm saying, share a little bit of who I am. Because I feel like a lot of people know me, but mm-hmm. they don't really know me like that. So it's pretty dope to explain myself a little bit. Hell, yeah. That's why we're here, man. So, Domo, we start every show off the same, man. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. I think my sk- favorite skate moment was Maloof Money Cup in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And that was because it was like a year or two prior before I met Nigel. And this is my first time seeing all these guys compete super hard, like Chris Cole and like just a plethora of dudes mm-hmm. going crazy on this course. And there really wasn't any regulation. Like Leo Romero's nose blending up the like ring, yeah. uh, up the Carlsberg <laughs> gap and stuff. Like, and it was just right down the street from my house. So it's like, you have a special moment like that and then you can literally walk home it's like that's crazy it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. sports moment would be the kobe where he uh i th- i don't know if it's utah i don't necessarily know who or dallas but um it's like a couple of seconds left and kobe gets the ball and he just throws it up and that's the one where he comes back and he throws the, the elbow oh, out phoenix and he's just super juiced and everybody like crashes on him because it was like down to the one shot it's classic kobe mamba vibes and he gets the ball, fakes. They already know what he's going to do. And, you know, he just ends up doing it anyways. And uh, I remember being a kid and just, like, a lot of the other people around us, because we were living in apartments, they had their doors open. So it was, like, a big celebration. Everybody's watching the Lakers Sick. win. And so, yeah, just to be, like, at the same time, everyone's screaming and then everyone comes outside and slapping hands. It's, like, that community right there is too amazing. So mm-hmm. that's a great sports moment for me. And then skateboard moment has to be uh, Maloof. Hell yeah, bro. Kobe all day. I think that was Kobe in either 2006, I want to say, maybe seven. But yeah, he went off. That's when he forced overtime with Phoenix exactly. and then won it in overtime. Yeah. And they went up 3-1 and unfortunately lost that series. But it's all good. We got that ring in 2008, baby. <laughs> hey, man. I love the Raptors because uh, I'm a huge Vince Carter fan. Ooh. So 
Respect to y'all, man. Hey, we got ours. Hell yeah. We got ours. We weren't supposed to have one, but we got one. <laughs> Sorry, I said 2008. I meant back to back in 2009 and 10. We lost in 08 to the Celtics, but got that revenge in 2010, baby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they already know. Man. Domo, take us back to the beginning, man. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? So I grew up in Santa Ana, California. And my family's originally from Chicago, but my mom decided to have her kids there. And um, I uh, started skateboarding because my grandmother bought me a skateboard in like a liquor store. Sick. Just like a little low-key, like corner store and they um they had like scooters skateboards whatever mm -hmm. so she got me the skateboard because i asked for it and i fidgeted with it learned kind of how to skate it on my own and then when we, when we moved from the city we were at to santa Ana, california that's when i met friends that i can explore skateboarding with and just like everything you know riding bikes being a kid was there anything that made you ask for the skateboard in particular as opposed to the scooter or something so i did and um me and my brother didn't necessarily grow up together so I was living with my grandmother at that time. Mm -hmm. And so she was like a nurse and, you know, she was living her life, doing her thing. She had a poker buddy that she would hang out with. And so she had me at the time. And I guess during that time, I asked for the board. And honestly, it was like, sounds crazy, but it was a little bit like fate because it wasn't like I was influenced by somebody. I didn't really have a close relative that was skateboarding already. They, they did it, but no one influenced me to skateboard. Mm -hmm. I found it myself. And then everybody kind of came in from there. Sick. So what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry, man? Where did it start popping off for you? When I got on Element, I was actually, I didn't have a job because I was focused on skateboarding. And so they were like, hey, we need a fresh face for like the catalog. So I'm like, cool, I'm down to do catalog stuff, like get a couple hundred bucks, whatever. And um, one day they were just like, dude, you're like pretty good at skateboarding. And I'm like, that's what I do. I'm just trying to make some money, trying to, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Hustle. And so they were like, all right, cool, like, here's some boards. And obviously I'm Nigel's boy, but that really didn't have anything to do with it because they were able to see me on my own. Mm -hmm. And then um, Mark Falkenstein and Cole Matthews and those guys, Brian Gaberman, they took me to Seattle. And I remember Mark Falkenstein just being like, yo, we want to, like, hold you down. We think you're rad. And then Chad, Tim Tim, and, like, all the boys are pretty much showing love, Levi. And at that point I was just like, dude, this is amazing like what like these guys like actually want me to be on the team like i never thought i'd be on element i thought i i looked at dgk habitat real even uh alien workshop because you know dylan reader was like one of my close friends not close friends but like i would say a mentor mm -hmm. so it was really cool to be able to um bring all that together hell yeah man element did your thing over there for a minute too yeah yeah I think I was there like six years. Wow. Great times too, because you know, the squad is Cole Matthews, which is one of my favorite teams of all time. And just like Evan, Westgate, Nigel, Tyson, like Crazy. Mason. The, the video piece to me is like an amazing video, but we just didn't get enough shine on it because we tried to do the whole iTunes thing. Mm, yeah. For all you listeners out there, just put it on YouTube, bro. People will see it, it will rise to the top. <laughs> Don't worry about all the politics. Dude, that was a weird little time in skateboarding when they were selling videos on iTunes, man. Well, they gas you up by saying like, you know, like, I don't know, just like, you're gonna be more accessible to people like on airplanes and da da da. Mm. So I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Like, it's not gonna just live on YouTube. Like, it'll give it more life. Yeah. 
but instead it gave it less life yeah. by trying to put it on different platforms. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, just if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us some of, some of the highlights? Because you were there for six years, like you mentioned. What were some, some highlights over the years, your time with Element? Oh, b- Barcelona. I discovered Barcelona. <laughs> and to me, like, just having another place you can call home in your heart around the world is something special because people don't get to travel as it is. Mm-hmm. And then being a skateboarder, it's like, what? Like, I'm living this life? Like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. So throughout those six years, we did Barcelona close to my birthday for three years straight. Sick. So that was like the best birthday present I could ever have. Best people too. Like, we're not all learning together. These guys have like lived there. Dave Wang, these people, like they've lived in Barcelona at some point in their lives. So they know the nooks and crannies and the cool little spots. So it was just cool to like travel with those guys and like, that's my real family, you know what I mean? Like, I don't consider that just being on the team. These are people that I would like go help them move their furniture if they need in their house, you know? Real homie shit. So, yeah. And I did that with Cole. I really did that with Cole. So I'm just very, I'm a very thankful kid. So, you know, I just, if people show me love, I'm, I'm showing love right back. Hell yeah. And Element was a, a lot of love shown, mm-hmm. taught me a lot. And they pretty much just like, well, Cole Matthews ultimately fought for us every day. Um, put his job at risk just to make sure that people were heard. Right. And things like that. So I learned a lot, you know, being at Disorder Now and us starting that whole journey with new kids. And technically me and Nigel and all of us having these other skaters fate in our hands. It's like I know how it feels, you know what I mean? For Mm -hmm. sure. So, yeah, like you said, you eventually part ways with Element and start Disorder. How did all of that unfold, man? What was going on behind the scenes? Behind the scenes of Disorder was basically the Olympics are coming up. So we were trying to make a push to be a part of that because there's a window that you have to be a part of to even have product, um, Olympic products. Mm-hmm. And so we knew that was gonna be a big moment for skateboarding, big moment for Niger, and just, you know what I mean? Competition skateboarding as a whole. So it was like, we wanna be able to come out with a board for that. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, we had already just been talking about a brand in general. Mm-hmm. And so those guys kind of, our friend Nathan Groff and Nigel basically like, Nigel came up with the name. Our friend Nathan was like, all right, this sounds cool. And I really wasn't on board yet because I was just trying to get a true feel for it. And I had already like quit and I gotten hit up by like, shout out Mike Sinclair, you know? He hit me up and let me know that I had a home where he was. So that was a blessing. But, unfortunate, but fortunately, I just wanted to like put my part out and just see how I deal as a free agent, just having no sponsors, nobody talking to me, no nothing. And um, it just hit me plain as day that I have the opportunity to build something special with my friend. And he just so happens to be nice. <laughs> yeah. And that already is like, all right, yeah. cool. But truly beyond that, just building something special and teaching each other how to be and like help kids grow up and be pro skaters and all these different things. It's like, honestly, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get that experience. Sometimes you're the you're the muse, you're the pro skater, and you know you get your time. Your window closes, and the next dude uh, pulls up. Yeah. But I have this like whole thing with community that like I'm trying to make my skateboarding just be more long, have more longevity, and it has it has nothing to do with the tricks. It's the experience that I gave you while we were skateboarding. Mm-hmm. So at Disorder, are you like a, a partner over there, or what, what's your role? Are you strictly a skater over there? Well, I'm a skater, but I definitely like have my hands in everything. I try to stay in the skater lane. 
so I don't cross over too much because I am also learning. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they give you free range to be a part of the whole thing, like from graphics to what shops we're going to go into to different things. And at first, you know, we were like, we were all just learning. So it's like, you have an idea, he has an idea, and we're just trying to see how it works together. And sometimes it's easier to just let people kind of stay in that role mm-hmm. and just do what they're doing and let them sink or swim. And so thankfully, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying everything we've done has been the best thing out, but it's been able to stay afloat. And I'm really stoked on that. I'm stoked that people are just hyped on what we're trying to do because all we're doing is just having fun and we're trying to show you that we're having fun this way. So it's been cool, man. You can definitely see it. Well, yeah, it's like also, too, that was another thing that's huge with building disorder is friends. Like, how many opportunities do you have to be on a company with somebody that you would skate with regardless? Yeah. And you guys run it and start it and be on some, like, like, guys is very awesome with that. Even though he's very um, helpful with the upbringing of everything, he still shares it with you. Like, like, so what should we do with the brand? And da-da-da-da-da. He's not like, it's my brand. Like, da-da-da. So it's really cool to have him be on the community level, too, and to just share his ideas and work with us and for him to just be creative too. Like that's my dog for real. So to just see your friends be creative, like with you guys doing the bunt, it goes back and forth with you guys. Kobe Shaq, Shaq Kobe. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's too, it's too easy. And if you can get along, then it's even better. Exactly. Absolutely, man. So what was it like turning pro for the brand, man? That must've been epic. That was surreal. Shout out the Lloyd family. D Lloyd definitely called all my family members. And uh, have them show up to Hollywood 16. <laughs> and I, like, That's already awesome. knew I was going to try it. But to have everyone there, like, as I'm driving up, I see a group of people. I'm not dumb. I already know, like, okay, today's the day. You're most likely going to turn me pro. <laughs> but how is today going to go yeah. for real? Yeah. So I just take it one step at a time, like, park the car, buy the uh, Chick-fil-A, kicking it for a second, just getting hyped up with the homies. And then me and my boy, Quasey Holloway, he's one of our AMs. Be on the lookout for him. He's dope. We, uh, we walk across the street, and everybody's just waiting. And I just played it cool, like, oh, what up? What's up, auntie? Like, what's up, cousins? Like, da-da-da, whatever, bro. Ran up the stairs and just started 50 in it, because I'm thinking, like, I can't let any outside noise, no matter if it's good, bad, happy, or sad, affect this, like, aura that I'm trying to hold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, boom, I start 50 in it. I try... One kickflip nose grind, locks in, doesn't grind. Try another one, locks in, doesn't grind. Security comes up and is like, you guys gotta go. We got sports happening, da da da. So I'm like, all right, man, just staying fired up because I know today's the day I've already committed no matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people stayed across the street, some people came back. I started going after it again. And um, dude, it was a it was a battle. And every time I'm just like, God, just at least grind so the, the fall doesn't hurt so bad. <laughs> so I'm not just like tumbling and rolling everywhere. Yeah. And it was a battle, but I'm thankful for that battle because it reminds me that I can like get after it. You know what I mean? Like it's a great reminder to know that you can still skate to your highest ability in your world. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own abilities. And to be able to reach some of mine, I'm like very thankful for that. And to just keep reaching. That's an extreme ability, bro. How old are you? You're making it sound like you're an old man. Well, you know, I'm I'm wise. (laughs) Um, I didn't get sponsored until I was 18, bro. So I really, I turned pro when I was 30. Oh, hell yeah. Congrats. Thank you. So it was October of last year. And um, 
that must be a different like I know a lot of people have done it but we're stepping into a stage of skateboarding where people like Manny Santiago and all these different guys inspire me because they're doing everything that when I was growing up I wanted to do right it's just having an opportunity to be the best you can whether it be contest street skating whatever and just the older cats Ryan DeCenzo like you know they're just they're not old but in skateboarding people would say like oh my god these guys are going yeah into the bonus round and it's like not even man like they're aging but they ain't old yeah you can eat some fries you feel me but you gotta just like mix it out with some like acai and you be straight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah bro like little secret um, message there you know what I mean balance 50-50 you know what I mean sometimes they go perfect sometimes they don't Uh bro you fucking Ryan DeCenzo man that dude is just actually built different he really is I saw some Something he posted with Street League the other day, and it was like, oh, Ryan DeCenzo just came in second. It was his highest. He's been killing it lately. And then I just had a flashback to being maybe like 16. Dono, we all went to Montreal. I think Ryan's a year older than me, maybe two. And he was destroying the contest like 20 years ago, like so much better than everyone. And 20 years later, he's better than he was when he was like, you know your skate physical prime might be like 18 to like 26 something in that range and Mm. it's just so impressive to see how hard he's still going hats off to ryan no dude hats off to him bro and uh yeah man i'm I'm thankful enough to be around these guys like surprisingly i kick it with the canadian guys a lot (laughs) (laughs) shout out my dogs man t-town all that so yeah man it's been uh it's been amazing just to like see the dynamic. Um, I actually got a chance to skate with the Olympic squad a few weeks ago. Me and Nigel pulled up to the TF, and they were just like vibing, making you know, all the boys, and you know what I mean. Like we're all different in skateboarding, but at the end of the day, we're all skateboarders. So simple, simple uh, support and just having a good session with the boys was always nice. Hondos. You guys are looking strong though. You know, you guys got a squad. We got Nigel, but you guys got Ryan. It's, it's beast too. <laughs> Sick. You have the greatest job in the world. That is the fourth string quarterback for a professional football team when tragedy strikes. On three straight plays, three straight quarterbacks go down, and you're thrown into the game. It's the Super Bowl. It's fourth down. You've got one play to make it happen, and boom, Aaron Donald sacks you. But the ball goes up in the air lands in the hands of your running back and he goes 80 yards to the house and now you're a super bowl champion that running back right there that's chpo brand always doing it for the people the worldwide leader in sunglasses and watches you guys went on what looked like an epic disorder camping trip sleeping in walmart parking lots and whatnot (laughs) tell us about that trip man so Nigel's been having, he's always busy. And so he wanted to uh, just do something a little more like friendly with the homies and just camping and no sponsors or nothing, just the homies. And um, we finally all buckled down and was like, all right, we're going from LA to Seattle and everything in between. So Sick. one of our good friends, Josh, he had an RV, like a toy hauler and he has a truck. So he brought the homies dirt bikes, Nigel's dirt bike, our friend Justin's dirt bike. Uh, Alex Sergente brought his bike out. He rips. So they were out there um, getting it at, like, two different spots. One of the spots we stayed at 
had like an actual dirt bike track. So they were getting it on that. And um, it honestly felt like just kind of like crazy for a second because we would just get to spots and like, it's like dirt bikes, skateboards, like <laughs> it's a lot going on, but yeah, it's yeah. just sick to like have everybody with you that wants to rip. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a dope trip, man. Like just good to, good to just not have any worries for real. Yeah. Like the true skater way, whatever's in front of us will make it happen. And it could be a dollar, it could be a million dollars. And we'll <laughs> figure it out, figure out how to get some to the homies. Everybody eats. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Kind of sounds like Travis Pastrana's Nitro Circus, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I made that joke a couple of times. <laughs> I was like, we were very on the Nitro Circus tip some of the times. <laughs> like, we were that's at fucking Burnside. high energy, though. Yeah, we are at Burnside, and the dudes are rad enough to, like, let our friend Justin ride around for a second on the bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, he launched over the whole bowl in the corner. Jesus. And they were juiced on it. Brent actually showed up. He was juiced. What? Yeah. That's an element yeah. legend right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's known not just since he was a kid, you know, so they go way back. Oh, yeah. So I just sit back and just watch the dynamic. That's wicked. Elementality yeah, that days, dude's man. Still, still the guy. Yeah. So we, uh, he linked up. We linked up with Emil. Um, the homie that's on Polar. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, I was just tripping. Honestly, I felt like a little kid at Burnside. I was like, maybe the next visit I'll probably be better, but this time, like, I'm just, just more take stunned. It in. Yeah, yeah, I'm like trying to front 5 0. I'm like, get into it all shy, like, locking wheel. I'm just like, bro, like, <laughs> let me just sit down and, like, watch this go down. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool, man. It was cool to just meet the Lokes and, I don't know. Bro- Joe Brooks showed up with the uh, Big Blue. With the big truck with the flag on the side, the OG Thrasher, OG Damn. birdhouse van that I guess they like burned it, bro. And somehow it got <laughs> revamped. They brought it back to life, eh? <laughs> they brought it back to life for sure. You guys got a tour video coming or are you guys saving clips for a full length? We got a tour edit coming. We're just working on getting it all dished out and, you know, kind of getting that chopped up and seeing like where we're at. But we got some cool stuff. We got some photos with the Dan Z and Joe Brooke. And some Sick. other boys from Seattle. Yeah, man, like, two-week trip. We are able to make it happen. Get some clips, some good times, a little bit of camping. The RV park was, were hilarious. Because, <laughs> because we night skated so much, it was like... So basically, let's, let's take this back a little bit. Naja didn't plan anything. <laughs> no, you have, I learned that you need to plan a camping site two days in advance. 48 hours. Mm-hmm. This dude just pulled up. So half the time, we would just ask for forgiveness later. Like, pull up, <laughs> grab the slip, throw, like, a little bit of, like, hey, like, here's some cash, and, like, we'll give you the other half tomorrow. Like, we deserve our deposit or whatever. Yeah. And a couple of times, they were like, hey, like, you're good, but you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> we're like, all right, all right, cool. Here's the bread for the night. <laughs> and then the Walmart thing happened because we were just skating late. And, like, as people started to leave the trip, we didn't necessarily need to camp as much because mm-hmm. we had the RV. So it was like, all right, are we going to still like drive an hour out of the city to like go camp and do the same thing in the morning? Or are we just going to like sleep in the Walmart parking lot and just get after it in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, you know, you got to wake up and, you know, use the, use the bathroom in the morning and stuff. It's like, bro, you're just in the parking lot. Like, you just got to like <laughs> kind of hide in plain sight, you know? So 
kind of a wild story man you actually shot your cover of the skateboard mag on the day your grandma passed away what's the story there which is today oh no oh, way rest so, in peace rest in peace my grandma this is actually a big deal it's the, a really big reason why i wanted to organize getting on here today was because the energy is just so at a high level um mm-hmm. my grandmother's who got me my first skateboard and crazy when she passed away i was i was there when she was going through her complications and then my family i've always been a very uh I've always been a backbone for my family because I used to live with my grandmother and she was the backbone, so I learned from her. And so mm-hmm. I um, through skateboarding, I was able to bury her. You know, shout out, literally skateboarding. Anybody and everyone, you know what I mean? Like, it was crazy. And then with GoFundMe, you have to, like, wait a certain amount of time to, like, take money out or do whatever. So Nigel was cool enough. He shot me four grand to, like, let me get this going, like the funeral and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... There was a lot going on at that time. I, I take care of my whole family to a degree, whether it be mentally, physically, or financially. So I'm there. And so for him to be able to just do that was like, it really made us like stronger as friends because he gave, that, gave me that money, not even expecting it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I gave him the money right back. He was just like, huh? And I'm like, bro, like, I would never ask you for that much and never just give it right back to you. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't even play about it, like $500, let alone four grand. Like, yeah. So yeah, man. Like, shout out to my grandma. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. And shout out to skateboarding because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. For sure. Hell yeah, man. Shout out grandma. So the cover. Yeah. Ah man. So that day was insane. Technically, let me take that back. The f- cover was shot. Was it that? Day? No. It was the same trip. But today is Cole Matthews' birthday. Wow, I just remember that. I got to hit him up. Because, <laughs> dude, because we were in Barcelona. We were doing Make It Count. So, like, we had a lot of the dudes from uh, the, like, EAM elemental awareness side of things. So it was, mm-hmm. like, pretty much all the boys, you know? And um, Trip's kind of like, we already did Make It Count. And it was Cole's birthday. And Evan's like, I'm going to get a charter bus. We're all going to this place called Costa Brava. And it's, like, a nice beach, um, clear water small town so like you got to like really reserve your food or whatever and um joe brooke was actually on that trip and um mark falkenstein and dave wang and evan and nick garcia and all the boys mason we all just went to this beach and everyone got barnacles in their feet except for me i don't know <laughs> what i was doing but everybody got barnacles in their feet like the next day like jake darwin all these dudes were like evan's like picking pricklies out of their toes oh and i'm just like damn that's crazy i'm about to go push around like but um that trip i left the u.s knowing that my grandmother was most likely not gonna like live the same life that she's lived so i had plus you know i take care of my family unfortunately i had people on drugs at the time so i'm like trying to oversee it all and i'm not even the adult here and the adults are all like kind of out of whack Mm -hmm. plus everyone's freaking out because you know how it is with grandma. Grandma's never gonna pass away. And then mm-hmm. things start happening. So when, it, when that was happening, I was in Barcelona and I was really just like down for whatever. I really didn't care too much. And um, when we got to that rail, it was siesta. So which means like in Barcelona, they have like two hours out of the day where everyone just goes home and chills or whatever, which is amazing. And so during siesta, we're skating this rail in the, in the foreground. 
Evan's getting down on him like crazy. This dude's like drawing planets on him, drinking like mimosas midday, like just shredding, <laughs> putting caution tape on his wheel. Like it's insane. And I'm like kind of mentally just going through it. And I see this zigzag rail in the distance and it looks perfect because no one's over there. Like no one's out. And this is a mall. So like when we were done skating, siesta was over and the mall was cracking. So everybody's going up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. So we go over there, start skating around. I start asking the guys like, yo, like you think you can uh, like kind of just skate for like distraction so I can like mm-hmm. focus. So I got Nassim, I got Nick, I got Evan, all the boys in the back just like skating on these like benches. And at the time we had just got done skating a double set in the piece video, you'll see it, Mason from Big Spin did, it's insane. Um, and back three did. But we go to that trip, we go to the double set, it's huge. I somehow cop a tray flip, but my trucks break. So when uh-huh. I get to the rail, I'm like, yo, Nassim, like, can I use your setup? He has the same thing, like 149 Thunders, 53 Spits, and eight, uh, 838. So I'm like, all right, cool, same thing. Damn near brand new board. I'm hopping on the rail to try to get a feel for it. And it's kind of tall, plus there's a crack. So I'm like, my, I'm worked up because I know security's coming. But I'm also like trying to stay focused so I don't eat shit. And the rail, the rail is rounded. So can I can't just like, I'm gonna train track this thing all the way down. So anyways, I knew I had a few tries. I hopped on and I just went, took it a little bit, jumped off, took it a little bit more and jumped off. Then I took it a little more and went to the uh, right. It jumped off and was just like, looked at Cole, looked at everyone was just like, I have no choice but to just go for it, whatever. And I was just like, fuck it right here. And that to me was one of the best rides I've ever had because it was one of those moments where I truly trusted myself and I knew I trusted myself. It wasn't like a blackout. Mm-hmm. It was a blackout, but with trust. <laughs> you know, like I just, I grinded and I went this way and I leaned to the right. And it was like a snowboard. I don't even snowboard like that. That's how you know I'm, it was like surfing or something. It was like, I just lean and it just went. It was like less is more. And I just lean mm-hmm. and it just went. Drop down on the squares, I'm rolling away, and I'm just in the footage you could tell I'm like, oh hell no, I'm rolling away. Like my hands are just close <laughs> to my face and I'm like, this is insane. So we're checking footage right after that, losing our minds. Security comes over and they're like looking at us like confused and I'm just like, fuck you guys, bro, we got our stuff. Like <laughs> you guys are looking at us like what are we doing? We're looking at you like why are you even here anymore? Like it already got done, dude. So I was really stoked. That was a beautiful moment. And then I ended that trip by grinding a 30 rail and back over cooking, like the biggest rail ever, back over cooking, which is like an 11 rail. Wow. Damn. And that day I had a Shane Cross bandana on it called Let's Live from the Let's Live video. And That's I don't know, I just was like such a dedicated trip. I was like, Shane Cross is my guy. My grandma is my person, like going for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In, my, in my eyes for that moment, I was going for it. And... It was just a really cool time. For sure. Sounds like it, dude. Yeah. Respect, man. I honestly dedicate that cover of the Skateboard Mac to my grandmother because I was thinking different at that time. Absolutely. For sure. It's a bit, that's a heavy one, man. It's heavy, but, you know, I've, I've learned, like, just for myself that I'm, like, built for this. So either you run from it and you look crazy running from it or you just stand up to it and just handle. And it's just, like... That's why I love basketball so much because there's so much heart 
you can be the smallest dude on the on the court. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as long as you know what you're doing, you can get a bucket. And if you're a bucket getter, you're gonna piss a lot of people off. <laughs> yeah, man, skateboarding's been very influential with uh, getting your anger out, but not putting negativity on others. Yeah, <laughs> constructive way of getting some some anger, stress out. You know what I mean? So every time I go home, I'm pretty happy. You know, I'm like, kind of leave it at the door a little bit. Sometimes a little too much. <laughs> and I was just like, what's up with those spots? And I'm like, what spots? And he's like, bro, you didn't find those spots? And I'm like, no, like, I'm doing regular stuff. Like, I got to go to, like, DMV <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Like, he has a lot of, like, assistance, which is awesome. But, like, sometimes he forgets that I don't and I have to do those things. Like, I have to show up for that. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of Nyjah, can you tell us about the time you saved his life? Uh, okay. So he's on his Jungle Book vibe, right? Like, he's... We're, <laughs> we're, we're trying to, like... We're, I think we're at skate camp. And so every year, like, around um, July 4th, we would go up to skate camp and chill with the kids from, like, the 1st to the 3rd and then go home and do July 4th. So at this time, he brought a girl, and we're all walking, and... He was so happy with the hike that he's kind of like leading the sh- like leading the pack, and I'm making sure that she's good because I'm like, is she good? <laughs> I was like, that's how our friendship go dynamic goes sometimes. Like, Nigel's like he has a lot going on. I can't blame him. And then I'll just make sure and pick up the pieces where like he might not be paying attention yeah, just to make yeah. sure that everybody in the room's feeling comfortable. <laughs> and so she was kind of like, I was just making sure she was good or whatever. And I was like, Yo, Nigel, like, come get your girl, bro, like. He's just like, no, she's fine. Like, it's all good. And that's another thing I love about him. He treats everybody the exact same. He doesn't make, he doesn't give girls like this like crazy window. He's like, obviously they're women, so he's not going to force them to do anything. But he's like, I like people that can like roll with me, you know, hike with me, run up the rock, all types of stuff. So crazy kid. We get to this waterfall and he runs up it and he's like, I just did it. It's all good. Like, let me show you how to do it again. But when I do it, I I want you guys to follow me. I'm like, all right, cool. So he does it, comes back down. He's like, you get it? I'm like, all right, cool. Goes to run up the waterfall and slips on the water that's, like, off to the left. And the way this is is, like, it all kind of, like, funnels down into, like, where the waterfall is. And then under that is, like, a pit. It's, like, little, like, island on on the side of the cliff that has, like, a little pool or whatever. He would have landed in that, which was fairly far down. And then if he didn't make that fall, he was for sure going to get smoked. Oh. And so, at the time, he was wearing those huge, like, double XL tank tops. So, <laughs> it's funny, right? The Pyrex vision energy. Yeah, yeah. So, he was slipping, and I went to reach for him, and I missed. But his shirt was so long that I was able to get the shirt. <laughs> and so, I, like, but at this point, I had fell. Like, I was, like, kind of leaning down. So, he's, he's already, like, kind of looking at me like Lion King, like, Ufasa. Oh, And I'm just, no. like... No. I'm looking at him like, bro, like, you're not going to, like, I got you. And he gave me this look in my, like, my eyes, like, I might fall and die. Like, quickly, he just Whoa. gave me that look, like, bro, I might fall and die. And he was, like, not accepting of it, but he was just, like, like damn, this moment. Like, he just looked at me like, bro, this, this might happen. And I'm like, nah. And I just had him. And I had, I lost all of my leverage. And the girl came over and grabbed us both and kind of, like, pulled us up. And when, yeah. when she pulled us up, I'm shaking, and he's shaking. And I look at him, I'm like, you good? And he's like, yeah. And it was just one of those moments where you're like, 
man, we almost lost you there, bud. Oh, <laughs> like, what? fucking hell. And he's just being on his, like, little jungle book, running around, like, thinking that it was sweet, which it was sweet. Jeez. But shit ain't sweet sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> man, he thought he was Mowgli, eh? It <laughs> got real. <laughs> so, a few years back, we had the... Uh, honor and pleasure of interviewing the absolute legend sinner uh-huh. <laughs> do you have a sinner yeah do you have a sin daddy story for the people oh dude he's top notch bro he really has a lot of heart for people and um mm-hmm. he kind of had it hard too a little bit but that's because you know you're a pile but he runs it he runs that <laughs> shit and i love it so <laughs> What's what's a good story with Sin? Freaking, oh, just like how quick he's so he'll tell somebody they're like a month in, like really like really quick. Like if somebody sucks, he'll just be like, dude, like I don't know, man, like you kind of suck. <laughs> and there's not a lot of people like that anymore, dude. He's very OG with it. He doesn't have anyone to cater to. Like suck at skating or just hanging out? Oh no, not suck at skating. Just like if people just like suck like in general as a person. Or if he's just not feeling it, he'll just be like, dude, like, like, ah, like he's very nice, but he'll walk away from some people and just be like, dude, that dude kind of sucked. And I'll just be like, fuck. (laughs) And then we'll just start losing it over like, why? That's fucking funny, man. Oh my God. Wasn't Cinder the driver for a little while? Did I remember that correctly? Oh yeah, because he was sober. He was trying not to be a pilot. Yeah. And yeah. then, <laughs> yeah, dude. How was he as a driver, man? I think he was sneaking beers, though, and just being like, I'm good. Because, like, he was trying. He's like, bro, like, you know, not just, not just like, a nice friend. Like, if you, uh, if you drive for the night, he'll hook you up. You know what I mean? It'll be like, all right, like, whatever, 100 bucks, just drive around tonight. And it's like, all right, you're my homie. I would have done it anyways, but good looks. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Senator would just be like, dude, I got to get out tonight, B. Like, not just pay people to drive. Like, I need that. <laughs> so I'm not to be like Well I need that shit Like watch out Like let me drive Like Sharing the wealth Oh God. Absolute fucking legend man. But yeah no, He's a great dude Some people misunderstand him But It's cause they don't know The real Sin Daddy He's a true pile <laughs> Like life extension Like are you kidding me Like think about that Like Here's your life Now extend that Like that's That's <laughs> And let me tell you, he's living a life extension right now, dude. That dude is... If you would have told him that he would have been in San Clemente, living in a, like a like a small like surf shack vibe, but it's so perfect, you know? Come home, chill. Mm-hmm. He has a surfboard. He'll surf with the homies from time to time. He's really local at this point. Very local guy. Shaka's up for sin. He's found his, uh, his OC way. He's from Chicago, which is funny because my family's from Chicago. And he's, it seems like he's finally embracing that beach lifestyle. Yeah. And he's doing his own board brand, too. I thought maybe he would have been a disorder man, but he's doing Dancer, right? He's an affiliate. Okay, okay. He, he always says, I'm trying to be a part of this disorderly conduct. <laughs> <laughs> disorderly conduct. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely, like, the hype man of the squad. Just kind of sets certain people straight, too. Like, be like, oh... You don't know who Jeremy Klein is? Like, you're fried. Like, he'll just start scolding you for not knowing anything. <laughs> and, like, he'll, like, yeah, we went to El Paso, like and um, a couple of the younger guys were just, like, kind of going back and forth with him. And he was just like, Are you kidding me? Like, all right, like, we're sitting down and we're watching Baker 3, like, 
we're sitting down and we're watching this like DC video on right now, like as we're just kicking it, like right before we go to the skate. He's so just like, funny. Do you know who that is? And they're like, No, he's like, God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know. He's like, Did you see the push after the switchback tail? And they're just like, Uh, maybe. And he's just like, Dude, I'm gonna kill like one of you right now. Like, you need to know this shit. Dude, it's so funny because every generation has that. Like, I feel like I'm sinner mm-hmm. in, in that aspect. Like, I was just working with um, some younger kids the last couple of weeks and I'd ask them like do you know who so and so is and they wouldn't know I'm like alright we're watching a part right now it was more local guys but I'm like you guys should know your Toronto skaters like for sure you know who Phil McKnight is no okay we're watching a part you know who Wade Fife is no okay we're watching a part and then you like make them watch the part and they're so young and don't pay attention and like all the stuff that meant so much to you as a kid you're trying to like make them feel that but you it just doesn't it doesn't work the same anymore man there's too much content now bro it's like benjamin button out here it's like you grow to a certain age where you can finally respect the og skateboarding and by then you're so locked in with being who you are that you don't even indulge really some people do and it's Mm -hmm. obviously inspiration but like like Gons is the huge, the biggest inspiration for that. Sets up crazy boards, just tries out, just has fun with skateboarding. Sometimes we can get so caught up in like, oh my eight two five board and my one forty eight trucks. Like it's like bro, shut up. Like just go rip the other board and like <laughs> today you're just doing slappies, I guess. Like whatever, like you know. Yeah. Skateboarding is awesome for that. What did you think about last year's Sodi battle, man? It was it was heated, and uh, we know Tyshawn came out with the win. Over here at the bunt, we both thought Nyjah should have won. But uh, as a close friend of his, what did you think of the whole battle? Okay, so what do I think about Sodi of last year, 2022? I'm going to be honest. I thought Nyjah definitely had a great lead on being the guy. Um, I was with him for a lot of the sessions. Obviously, I wasn't. It's hard. Like, I'm a little biased, too, because that's my dog, bro not just like skater versus skater mm-hmm. like i'm with this guy when he grinds and i see what tyshawn does but i'm just i don't live in new york i'm not a east coast kid I'm not saying i can't relate it just makes more sense that i'm kind of rocking with where i am already but shout out to tyshawn mm-hmm. like i've known him since he was younger we were both young um skating like six to mil damn man at this like nike warehouse from back in the day yeah tyshawn crushed it honestly it was it was very undeniable that he did his thing but um do i think they could have given the trophy to someone else yes am i completely mad no you know why because in reality everybody in that in that realm they have awesome things happening for themselves so it's like i like the fact that skateboarding is willing to reach for something a little more controversial in a way and just be on some mm-hmm. like all right well you know, Nigel's obviously crushing it, but this is like, this dude's like Nolly Black living over trash cans, like just everyday walking to your house stuff. Like, dude, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. I was a little bit mad. I was, hey, listen, like, I had other skaters you, calling you, me, telling me like dope OGs being like, yo, you know, Nigel took that because we all skateboard. It's like, what more can he do, man? Exactly. Like, that's it, what it literally comes down. What more can he, he can do, do more than that? He can do more. That's the, well, he's gonna do more. I, I would assume. Yeah. Like at the bunch jam was the first time I ever saw him skate in person. I turn it on in front of you, like and that shit was an experience, man. Yeah, bro. He's he's like, the real deal. He's been doing it for a while. So like, 
Ivan, you know what I mean? Like, but he used to look up to him on the contest. That level. was fucking robbery. Yeah, it was robbery. I, I must say that he should. He deserves Sony, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, that, uh, we, dude we could still love Tyshawn like I love Tyshawn skating and he's fucking epic and like seeing someone with like that type of pop and like the power is his shit's undeniable too but the shit that Nigel did man he could have like, passed the torch you know what I yeah, mean yeah it could like it was Nigel's time it was but at the same time you know like if this is gonna push him to like another level exactly. then I'm so fucking if like a little bit worried for what's gonna happen it's like next. if y'all want that dog <laughs> in him to come out he already had the dog out. Now he has to switch the dog up to a different dog, <laughs> and it's still got the same Jesus. viciousness. You know what I mean? Like, it's also motivating too to just understand like he does not stop. Like he's not like, oh my god, I did this amazing trick for the day. Like, let's go get dinner. And like, ah, uh, like he's just like, how yeah. could I die? Like, well, I didn't die yet. Okay, like <laughs> next trick. Like, oh, I didn't die yet. Like, perfect. Like next trick. You know? And I'm talking like the same day. Let's keep going. The same if. That's- I wonder how many clips he can get if people had perfect spots for him. Like, perfect. Like he. You could go like Chad Muska day every day. Dude, right? He's that talented and he's willing to put the work in. So it's like, what more can you ask from the dude? The longevity on his career is fucking crazy. So, bro, I heard you kind of go against the grain on this one and <laughs> square rails oh over round God. bars, man. Yeah. Like, What's up with that? I don't know if it's the apartment kid in me. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up in a lot of apartments, a lot of square rails. I'm just down. I don't know. I think of, like, I think just, I think simply, like, logical. When you get into a rail, why would you want to balance when you could just stand there? <laughs> but some people like the freedom of, like, guys used to be like, it's really sketch because you get on and you don't, you don't have a lot of wiggle room. But for me, mm. I like knowing that I have that safety of not abruptly s- slipping over the rail and dying. Mm-hmm. And it took me a minute to like, bro, like, to this day, when I back, I still haven't really backed like a big rail, but when I do, it's like graduation day, and everyone's gonna be looking at me like, yeah, like, cause I've been I've been working for it, you know. It took me a minute to like <laughs> get comfortable backgrounding a rail and knowing that like, okay, I'm not gonna flip over, mm-hmm. you know, like back five O's, like I got resurrected once, <laughs> and I low key like forever held my peace to be honest. <laughs> you know, back five O, they're great, but I don't really need it. <laughs> Bro, a back five on a round rail you'll never catch me doing one but i have all the respect in the world when i see them in a part like ashad's done some sick ass ones they're just sick because you know it's like that pinch is elite especially when you got it yeah. like that awesome story so we're on an element trip and it's king of the road and we're in north carolina maybe or virginia and it's this big rail that like I think uh, Trevor Colden, he like nollie the stairs or he like hard the stairs, but it's like a fat circle rail. So we go, there's like a, it's at a school. So me, Nick Gar, and a few of us like go into this school bus, kind of funny, but we're like chiefing in it because it's like old. And we're watching Nigel light the, like lighting the rail up for him. And he's like, I think I want to nollie back five it. Bro, I'm not even nollie back fiving a flat bar. He was about to nollie back five <laughs> a 16 row, like, let's get it. He did it in two tries, if not first try. Wow. And I, I love that because it's the last trick I'd ever try. I'd for sure die. Like, have the ambulance at the fucking bottom for sure. And, like, <laughs> lights, like, lights, really big rail. Like, I don't even think that, that rail might have a middle support. 
But sometimes even those like it has the support here or not here. Cause sometimes the rail looks like I have craziness going on in my head when I look at rails. Like sometimes rails just look very like um shrimp on the Barbie, if you will. Like you're just on like a freaking skewer. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like sometimes I might just get cooked and roasted. But then there's times you feel like, oh yeah, like I can tight I can uh tightrope this walk. Like I can get on the rail and just like kind of just get on and get off and not to feel like oh I'm gonna die or like I feel like a noodle I'm just getting thrown everywhere bro it's funny hearing you say you like square rails more I think I do too to be honest I, I guess it depends on the trick actually but dude kickflip front nose grind a 16 round rail yeah that was a, that was a struggle still you, f- you stomped it no I'm thankful so you guys just had your trip sounds like you're working on a little tour edit but what's next for Domo Walker man a lot is next, man. I've only been pro for uh, one year, so this is really just a sample, you know? We're obviously going to have to do a part two because, you know, life's going to turn up. You know how that goes. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what's next for me, honestly, is just staying stoked, staying on the road, putting out great video parts with all my friends, getting inspired differently through skateboarding in a way where I can let my projects be mature in their creativity just like whether it be like an OG song or even just like a fun little like here's whatever continue to stay influenced by skateboarders that actually like messed with me like Dylan Reader back there right like my one of my first sponsors was Analog and Gravis and so I got a lot of heart you know and uh, I I plan on spreading that with the world and being able to have all these journeys and being aware of the people that are playing crucial parts in it, including you guys, by even letting me tell my story, is important. Because, you know, it's like, I'm not fiending to get on a nine club or any podcast. I just want to go where people want to hear me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you guys give me that platform. I appreciate that. So shout out to the bun, man. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you here, man. And you guys are hoopers, so you know what it is. You guys are, you got the dog in your heart. Toronto fans. <laughs> Kawhi. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we brought to you by the one and only Crooked Skateboards. Crooked's newest drop is on its way to shops right now. And it is a limited release. It has red metallic sparkle and is shaped and designed by Mark Gonzalez. That's right, the GOAT. We're talking about the Ladybug Phantom. It's 11.02 inches wide, 36.8 inches long, and has a 20.25 inch wheelbase and is shaped in that one-of-a-kind custom phantom shape. The Ladybug Phantom releases only from skate shops on December 18th. Hit your local shop. Do not miss out. Crooked Skateboards, baby. All right, Domo, you ready? Little rapid fire with the ghost. Let's do it. All right, favorite skater? Cream Campbell. Favorite video? Subtleties, Transworld. Favorite video part? Gravis Dylan. Favorite style? Mark Gonzalez. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? David Loy and his family. His dad, him, they really were the ones that were like, yo, like, gotta get out of the skate park and like, get in these streets and like get some clips but Nigel really took me to the top right like 
he taught me that nothing is um, impossible if it's in your head, like kick from nose ground Hollywood. He reminded me how great I was by being able to be like, hey man, you should probably go handle that. And sometimes, you know, we, our friends bring out the best in us. So um, I would say between David Lowe and Nigel, they're the biggest influence in the way I skate today. Proper. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Shod. But like, I want to say day one, but like, it's day one, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, it's man. It's just like. I like that. He, there's nothing I've never seen him do. And he continues to like push skateboarding so heavily. But like, he doesn't have to go far, bro. He just goes across the street. How do you push skateboarding across the street from your house, bro? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Talk about Tyshawn getting out and skating over a trash can. It's like, this dude doesn't even need anything. A chalk line. He's breaking the internet. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Favorite trick? Kickflip crook. Hardest trick for you? Switch hard flip, bro. It's hard. That's tough. Feel that. Most illegal trick? <laughs> Three shove that looks like an impossible. <laughs> and I can, I can do them, but I've seen Dylan. You know, and I've seen Manny. Big difference there. Mm-hmm. Love them both, <laughs> but big difference. You know, like Manny. Uh, Manny gets his off too, but Dylan is like, who? Yeah. What about those ones one Shane O'Neill on one, does? I never know what what he's doing. So he's right in the middle of those guys. I think he's doing three shoves. Some days it depends on what shoes he has on. Some days it wraps a little bit more. Like if he has the <laughs> Stephon's on, it's coming around town. If he has the dunks on, it might be on our Manny vibes. <laughs> 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 Smoke them if you got them. Yep. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe kick from nose down Hollywood. Just because, like, you know, like, I didn't land ideally how everybody would expect, where you just go through the fence. And so I had a little bit of, like, issues with myself. Like, you know, like, not that if it was valid, but, like, did I do it good enough? Like, is this, this it? Like, am I going to, like, leave this chapter closed or am I going to open it again? And so... um I've never been to a skate spot where I've had so many people rooting for me that didn't even need to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like family, friends there, friends of friends, just cheering me on. You know what I mean? Like it was a big deal. And I think great things happen when you have the strength in numbers. So with all those people being there, it was a very humbling moment for me because it was like, you didn't do it perfect, but you did it. So you have to be accepted mm-hmm. with that. You have to be the one to say, fuck it, I did it, or fuck it, I didn't do it, you know? And so mm-hmm. people like Frank Gerwer, a couple of heads were very like, man, that was rad. And I'm like, okay, if my OGs are telling me it's rad and they're telling me, like, yeah. who cares what anyone else says, then obviously they're it's right. It's a good feeling. Yeah. So. Oh, that, tr- that clip was insane, man. Worst trend you've been a part of? <laughs> the worst trend was uh, the not having any money trend, you know? When, like, I was... <laughs> When I was skating in freaking shacks from Payless, dude. (laughs) Straight up. Those are the freaking worst days, but best days, you know? For sure, man. I remember skating in, um, I think they were called One Ands. Mm -hmm. The Payless And Ones. Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) I had some One Ands, man. Yeah, bro. I put a hole in those. Holes in those real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. This one's pretty easy. It's like I watched Nigel switch from blunt that over the, the rail that comes uh, close to the wall where there's the mural inside. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I like the process through that was just insane to me because how do you 
switch from board bail. He's like locking in deep in the switch from board on the ones that like he wasn't gonna front blunt. But yeah. like, I'm not really a front blunter to begin with. So to do a switch is like, all right, you flexing. And then for you to pick that spot with no run up, it's like, all right, you're super flexing. Oh, there's a, there's a wall at the bottom we have to dodge? Okay, you're extremely flexing. Oh, you're gonna skate a switch? You're insane. Like just all those factors added up and then he just handled it like it was a regular session. What's the one trick that got away? The one trick that got away was learning how to negotiate from a young age. Sponsors and telling mm. people where you want to be at. It's very, very important to have a dream and to have a vision and to have a, a, at least somewhere you want to go. Can't just let people always hold your hand and bring you to the sponsors because then you're kind of like at their like at their like becking call. It's cool to kind of be like, OK, we both want you here. You want to be here. You know what I mean? Sometimes skateboarding can be very like, we want you, we put you here, but then you just feel like you're just doing everything that they're telling you versus like mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. being a part of that company. So that one trick that got away was, because if you're, if, if you're young and you learn how to like have these conversations, you build confidence and ultimately like you're able to establish yourself in somewhere that makes sense. Because skateboarding is business if you want to work. If you just want to go get clips, be my guest. But if you want to like, get sponsors and see about things and be in conversations. Closed mouth doesn't get fed, so you either get a representative or you got to boss up. So that was a trick Real that tough. if I learned that when I was younger, um, I would just be able to stay in the light of sponsors that make that change your life. For sure, but I mean, experience and time, you gain wisdom, so it's you can't just be like 12 and know all those things. You got to go through it to figure it out. Exactly. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed okay one day we were with the shot and uh he wanted to kick the tail slide the hollywood 12 and on the oh. way there his like kid gotten his tires fixed and the tire like popped off on the street right before you turn onto the hollywood street <laughs> and um he was pretty heated he was more so heated that like his friends were in the car we could have gotten hurt blah 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 and so um unfortunately he got to the spot he tried maybe twice and then he just was too heated <laughs> but I was just like, bro, I was just in the car like a passenger, just like, dude, this guy's about to get it today. Kick with tail slide, like, let's go. Like, I love kick with tail slides. And I love John Alley, so I was just like, dude, the shot's about to do some cool stuff today. And then that happened. And it just ruined the whole day. And I don't think he's gone back. Damn. A shot the god bunted, who knew? Yep. What's the last new trick you learned? I randomly learned frontside flip switch 50. Really random. <laughs> Sick. That's crazy. Frontside flip switch fitty. Dream job after skating. Honestly, just being the best dad, husband vibes because, you know, at some point I've done so much for myself that it's important that you share that with others. And for so sure. at that point in my life, I would love to just be able to take the role on as like being the best co-pilot that I could be to someone else or a family fuck yeah shout out to the people that don't have no dads I didn't have my dad in my life so guess what I'm turning up for my kids man hell yeah brother favorite local brand mid shroud it's like an epic gnarly little Orange County vibe it's like some people shred some people shroud shopping goes way harder <laughs> and mid shroud <laughs> means like you're in the middle of doing that 
So, like, my good friend Justin, he just started mid-strop, and, like, it's just funny, man. He's just having a good time, but I love to see people take it to the next level. So, mm-hmm. that's oh, a company yeah. that uh, I've been having really fun wearing and doing my thing. Favorite local skater? Dylan Reeder. Hell yeah. Hell He's yeah. from Westminster. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Diamond Footwear. Oh, shit. Forgot I just did it because I thought, you know, I seen Jamie Ford doing it. And I'm like, okay, like, they're about to go skate for real. And then mm-hmm. Jamie Ford quit and, like, it all just kind of fell apart. And I was like, I wasted my time here because I could have been focused elsewhere. But, mm-hmm. you know, On take your opportunities. Happens. Yeah. Favorite teammate ever? Julian Davison. Awesome guy, man. Like, he's just the same dude every time. Never switches up. Always gives you nice. big love and will always keep it real with you. Worst teammate ever. I'll just say Ethan Lloyd. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing <laughs> because, bro, because we're like brothers. That's so, like, one. we'll be on a trip and, like, it'll, like, we'll have, like, family moments. So, I'll be like, bro, I got no money. But, like, I right, hear. Or he'll be like, bro, like, give me right here and I'll just hook him up. But, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to be on a trip with somebody that, like, you would love to travel the world with and then you already do that. And so, mm-hmm. like, because we're kind of like brothers, it's like we bicker and shit. And I have to give him his space. Love that. So, yeah, a little <laughs> brotherly love on the, on the trip. Worst company. Worst company. An element. Oh! What? The worst because, Damn. bro, sometimes you got to just let the skaters, like, lead a little bit. And when you're so mm-hmm. focused on, like, not letting the skaters lead, you get things like all your best team riders leaving and your team manager not wanting to be there and stuff and sometimes you got to take a look in the mirror and be like hey man like is it them or is it me but yeah. if there's a if there's you know and it's like if there's 10 people here and there's like 50 people here it's like how do you get these 50 people to like look in the mirror and realize that yeah this is where it's at so mm-hmm. um and it's not even the worst it's just like learning through hard times so yeah there was a portion yeah. that it was the worst you know, mm-hmm. but also the best. And I think, once again, you can't experience good without the bad. So just as much as I've had the best times, I've had shitty times just l- trying to learn. For sure. Worst trend. Worst trend is like the, uh, like the hands, like the, like the scared hands. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just seems so frail to me. Like when I watch people yeah. growing up and watching them like throw down to skate a spot, Unless they're, like, Jeremy Klein, they're really not, like, throwing their hands up like that. Everyone's just like, mash, mash, grab my knee. But, yeah. every, but everyone, like, seems to... Everyone acts like, oh, my God, I almost failed. I'm like, bro, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of that one either. Worst style? The worst style is skate uniforms. <laughs> Having the head-to-toe sponsor is, like, sometimes kind of heavy. Like, when Nike was making mm-hmm. their dudes wear, like, the, the button-ups... Not making them, but it seemed like everybody was on the agenda to wear a button-up and some slacks and whatever shoes, bruh. Like, like that whole, like, Olympic, like, Olympics. That's, I think that shit's whatever's. Some of the jerseys yeah. look cool, yeah. but I think, like, it'd be cooler to, like... Let them skate in their gear. Yeah, just let them skate in their gear and throw, like, a patch on their shirt or whatever. Like, let's get where to be authentic. You know, we don't have to convert be a part of this community last but not least who's the last person you want on the sesh 
sinner sometimes because he just tortures everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's also the first but person. He's also to, the like, best. Exactly. He, he can go either way. Like, if he's if he's enjoying what you're doing, and you're not enjoying it, you probably you might feel that. <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely. Uh, Daddy. He's not afraid to laugh in your face a little bit. Yeah, you need that, homie. Sometimes. Yeah, Keep bro. You in check. Yeah. It's just good to have. It's good to know that there's people out there that'll still heckle. Mm-hmm. I won't be passive with everybody because some people need heckling. Hundred percent. Hell yeah! All right, Domo, that's a wrap on the interview, man. You absolutely killed it. Can't thank you enough for coming through Studio E, and we'll see you at the Bunch Jam next summer, eh? Yes, sir. I'll be putting on my jumpers, getting ready. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey, Let's you guys! Go. Congrats on you guys yeah. making it to the uh, Olympics too. Oh, Team Canada. Canada did their thing. Basketball. Yeah, you know. We got our we got our boys. Got some hoopers. Shea Gilgis. We had hey, no Jamal dope, Murray, bro. but our, our squad. Yo, if, if everyone commits, the Canadian team's going to be nasty. Wiggins, Jamal Murray, Shea Gilgis. Um, yeah. Who am I forgetting? A bunch of people. Dylan, we got like a full Dylan NBA Dylan Brooks roster. dropping 39? Yeah, I know, right? The most hated man. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Lou Dort can get out there, Ghost. Dort. Dort is that ready, guy. Man. Dort's that guy. Yeah, we're fucking. Well, you ready. know, you see, LeBron came out and they're they're bringing everybody to Paris, eh? Yeah, I see yeah, that. I that. That's yeah, why they're bringing the big great, dogs. Bro. And skateboarding's in there. It's like, bro, this is a great time to be alive. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, thank you again, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, bro. got mail welcome back to the post office the inbox is absolutely slammed again so let's waste no time let's get it cracking ghost who we got up first all right all right first up let's see we got an email from chris tavares hey donald ghost and ants a belated congrats on winning again the three-on-three tournament at the bunt jam my question what three skaters would you pick to go up against your team to beat you in the championship and stop you from achieving your three-peat? My picks would be Justin Henry, Jake Johnson, because I didn't know he was a shooter like that. And finally, I would go with Davis Torgerson, just because. Love the pod. Keep up the great work. That's a pretty nice big three. Still think we could take those guys, though, man. Hondos, man. You forgot we got the secret weapon, Leslie. They would also need a fourth because ain't no way three peeps without a sub are taking us down. <laughs> no. But I would say that potentially a team consisting of Gary Rogers, Riza from the Andrew squad, Jake Johnson, and then maybe mix in Davis. Like, that could give us some trouble right there. But, I mean... They got to show up, and those three will never play together, so it ain't going to happen. Yeah, 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 exactly. Only time will tell, man. We'll see if there is a dream three out there to get the job done. We might have to retire if we win this one, but bring it, y'all. We're ready. All right, next up, we've got an email from Josh Faggins. Barn burner season from the boys and ants one. Cars and some skaters have a strong connection. Bucky with his bucket Subaru, Kalis and his Lambo, and the Aston that was a casualty of Jeremy Rogers' whisper rap career. 
Have you got a story about a homie's car and a mission or whatever? Either one that was a great experience or one that had you cringing like a female listening to the ghost during the north. Oh my god. Yo, chill, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck, fuck man. <laughs> ghost during the app. Keep up the great work. Um, Car stories, man. Were you in the car when uh, Jesse Williams almost crashed Ben Davis's? <laughs> I don't think so. I missed that one. Were you? Um, no, I just heard Urban Legend. Well, I guess it's not an Urban Legend because it actually happened. But a friend of ours let another friend of ours, who was super young at the time, drive his car. And I think he jumped up on a curb and started driving through a park, almost hitting trees. <laughs> it was a, a big mistake. His legs couldn't even get to the pedal, probably. Yeah, I know. A little bastard. One time, my car got locked behind the gate at Iceland, and instead of being responsible and calling security and getting them to open the gate, I tried to hop up on the curb and drive around the hill, but you kind of have to like drive along the side of a hill, and the car started like sliding down the hill sideways. A little sketchy, but that's about it, man. Nothing too crazy. No criminals out here. Cody Brown stealing cars. Oh, the Cody Brown story, man. Yeah, that one was gnarly. I don't know. If, have we told that one before? I don't think so on here. Uh, Well, it's actually a continuation of a story that I've told. And recently, actually, when I did that backside flip that we filmed over, I'm pretty sure it was that same night. We, like, ran out of the spot at the eight stair where we filmed over my trick. And then... It was like a high bus spot, indoor eight set. And this crazy ass security guard came out and we're like, all right, man, like we're leaving. You kicked us out, job well done. Like we're gonna drive home now. And he just came up right to the fucking car, Cody's van at the time. And he fucking punched it and broke the driver's side window. And uh, it was actually insane. And then we got cheesed and the cops came and the cops actually just told everyone to go home and like just we're just gonna leave it at that and we're like yo are you kidding me like he kicked us out he did his job we were leaving like this guy's in the wrong but the cop was just taking sides with the security guard i think and we went on our way but that was so psycho i'd never seen anyone get so mad he had like roid rage (laughs) that's fucking crazy it was so scary like if he's doing that it's like what's his limit you know but like yeah what's next yeah exactly luckily it ended there all right next up we got an email from jay gonzalez dear bunt og bunt hole here i don't miss an episode love what you guys do for the skate world would ants one be cool with being called ants one dixon (laughs) also what is your favorite trick to see antoine dixon do personally love his heel flip uh ants you can answer that one it's got a nice ring to it (laughs) ants one dixon that's a that's a new one uh i don't know if that's fitting man um those are big shoes to fill and uh yeah i don't know about that one (laughs) i feel like i'd have to fakey ollie a 17 to qualify for that nickname Ants is a one of one, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that goes without saying. Dude, crazy he brought up the heel flip with that uh, Wilshire 15 contest going down. 
his heel flip down the original set so close to the rail. Yeah. Insane clip. Crazy. What'd you think of that contest? I actually watched the whole thing. I was bored as hell the other day. <clears throat> Popped it on. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty insane, man. Like, the yeah. stuff that people do first and second try now. Like, I feel like if that contest was 10, 20 years ago, it would have been, like, a bunch of basics. And then... Like maybe a couple crazy tricks, but these guys were sparking it like no 50 or board slide, just like straight to back lip, straight to front side nose grind, like just insane shit. And that that one huge dude Cardova or Card mm -hmm. Cardano, I forget his name, but uh, I mean he does the worst trick in the world that he should retire for life. Nolly back 270 shove like the board slide, but like just to do that on that rail in like two or three tries and nolly big spin back lip i think he did it first and second try like he didn't make it off the curb the first one jesus just does it again like half gap blunt um and then dude switch 180 front feeble like it was just the first heat especially was just ridiculous and like it's just crazy how far skating's come man since since we started it's fucking impressive The crazy thing for me is like a comparable contest would be that one of the OG Buster Bales, the one where uh, Sheckler went off and Grant did the Nolly 180. Mm -hmm. But then it was like the biggest name pros were doing that shit, you know? Yeah. Now it's like I don't even fucking know anybody except Kyle Walker, like fake he cabbed it, right? Yeah, yeah. But like outside of that, like who were those people? <laughs> I mean, our like, boy. I don't know who the fuck they bro, were? Our boy Desenzo, Mr. Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Frontside flipped over the rail. Trey flipped the set. Uh, can't remember what he did on the rail, but he's just actually built different. Yo, the worst thing I saw in that though was like I think they picked catch of the night, and it was Nolly backside flip, which was beautiful and awesome and well deserved. But then the other one was like trick of the night or something, like the best trick of the night, and it was this dude did nolly 180 like switch front smith back yeah back to like board slid yeah and he board slid it? like the last three feet i'm like yo y'all got replay yeah. like there's so many better tricks than a trick that wasn't even done properly so they kind of yeah, like, fucked up that there. trick is insane yeah what i think they called it nolly barley but like when you're board sliding the last three or four feet come on now dude now that we're done with the tray flip brackets you think we'll move to like spots Yeah, we could do spots. We gotta, yeah, we gotta do something because those are so fun to do. I love fucking mm -hmm. chirping all the people in the comments. What would your what? What's your favorite trick ever done down Wilshire? Maybe that down the 15. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. I always loved Rally's 180 nose grind because I I'm really bad at them. Like for some reason, I just can't like get my wheel over into a grind very easily and so just to do it on something so long and gnarly and steep that one always stuck out to me yeah and his wasn't even like you know how some people will just like pinch the fucking yeah do it like kind of like a like nose that slide. was like yeah almost yeah but i did see a, like a random clip on instagram that i think it was jj rousseau or whatever And he had a really good one down a down a hubba, but it was super pinched. Yeah, like, but yeah, that rally clip. Oh, damn. also 
Anthony Mosley, holy shit. Nolly backboard and Nolly frontboard. And I think Nolly frontboard, he gapped out halfway down because there was a kink halfway. Yeah, there was an ad. One of those was an ad, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Nolly frontboard. Those were ahead of their time for sure. Favorite trick to see Antoine do? I like to see him do Nolly big spin because he's the only guy I like to see do that Nolly big spin. Somehow looks fucking wicked. Yeah, that's a really tough one because I... I just like seeing anything he does if he does it with his like vintage style. But uh, I'll say, love me an Antoine Nolly back heel. What was the trick he did down the double set switch front side flip where he like doesn't even li- his arms literally don't move? <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot. Or of was clips. that the hub? I think that's the double that P Rod switched front side flipped and maybe he switch healed it. No, no. You know that big one? Yeah, P Rod front side flipped it over the rail mm-hmm. i think for a nike yeah. ad or maybe i don't know if he went over the rail i can't remember and he switched front side flipped over the rail that was crazy also he switched front side flipped over brooklyn banks rail back in the day so good too crazy i mean Linos Linosi told us he's cooking up a part man can't wait can't wait oh that would be something else can't believe we just missed him at Baker Boys, man. I know, like an hour or something. Devastating. All right, next up, we've got an email from Brett Saihan, Bunt Boys. Myself and three other 38-year-old washed-up fathers are headed to Barcelona for one last shot at glory. <laughs> I fucking love this, man. We've all made a pact to try and ollie the famous bump to bar that Kayla switched backside flips. Have you been there? Do our dad bods stand a chance? I'd say we are less technically skilled than Dono, but perhaps more Nar in our prime. (laughs) Thoughts on that spot? Best, Brett. Man, these are the fucking emails I live for, man. This is as good as it gets right here. Three homies taking their talents to Barcelona. We have been there, as a matter of fact. Um, I think it was kind of like at the end of the day of a session. So I think we were all had been drinking the whole day. Usually how the session goes with us. Um, the issue I remember being was that there was a gazillion kids there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. There were scooter kids literally everywhere. So I would say go while school's in for sure, or else you're going to be toast. But Ants tried it. Ants one messed around with it a little bit. Um, You can do it for sure. I, I believe that the three of you can ollie it. And uh, we would love to see it. If the three of you ollie it, we'll post it up on, on the story. As a congratulatory thing, I I want to see it happen. You guys should make it happen, man. Yeah, I would love to see it. Um, it's like one of those ones though where you really gotta. There's no like half stepping because once you commit to it, unless you go like over the corner, kind of you could like bail off to the side, I guess. But you guys gotta do it like get right over that shit. Did Ants do it? I can't remember. I think he just flew over it a couple no. times. He did. He, he, he did exactly what you're saying. He, like, pushed it over the side a little bit. And then a couple were, like, yeah, he could have done it, you know? Yeah. It's one of those ones where, like, I'm not going to do it unless it was this big thing before and I emailed into a pod and, like, put that kind of pressure on myself. Oh, now it's... Yeah. Now they got to do it. Yeah. Like, now that you've put this pressure on yourselves, 
you'll you'll be able to do it. But if you were just going by the spot with the 38 year old dad bod, it might be tough, man. But I believe in you guys. <laughs> we definitely want to see. Yeah, the they got some skin in the game now, man. The people know. Brett and the boys are pulling up the bars, and they got business. Yeah, and if you don't um, do it, we want to see any bails. Some attempts. Funny. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love the line. I'd say we are less technically skilled than Donald, but perhaps more gnar in our prime. <laughs> Dude, I had I had some rail game, man. Yeah, until I got fucked up. They probably have the rails. Donald vision. Oh, man. <sighs> I like that one. Good luck, Brett and the boys, man. Keep my eyes peeled for that one. Next up, we got an email. Oh, shit. From Nico Pena. <laughs> One of my favorite names. Uh, A.K.A. Gente Pena. From Narcos. Alright. Sup, boys. I'm nearing the end of a year-long plus recovery from plantar fasciitis. And have just made it to the ripe age of 30 with only one skate goal. Learn my dream trick. Backsmith to backtail shove. God damn, bro. <laughs> I would practice this for years while stationary on curbs waiting for the bus but haven't ever fully committed to learning it properly my pop my pop is only getting lower as the years go by so I might actually try to learn it on transition instead of a lunge instead what? of a ledge like I always imagined have you guys ever considered something similar taking a dream trick to a more accessible obstacle or giving it up completely p.s. Do I have permission to sample Seifa saying Pena for my musical project of the same name? <laughs> love hearing it every time. Much love from San Francisco. Or of course, and uh, send us the, the musical project. I would love to hear it. Damn. Bro, the devastation. I mean, I want to be encouraging. I want to be encouraging, but I mean, I just don't fuck with that trick. People, people do it. Like, have you done a backsmith to back tail? Like, how's the shove out the dream trick? That's the most random dream trick of all time. Yeah. Because that's just throwing in I a I would separate extra. them. Like, backsmith to backtail. Like, people have done that and it looks easy. Or backtail shove. One of my faves. Classic style trick. Um, the combination of all three. I wish you luck. I believe that on transition, it will be harder to backtail shove into the quarter pipe or mini ramper. Whatever it is you're going to do it on. I would say on the ledge, you're probably better off. Mm -hmm. um, have I considered something similar? I think last year I talked about really wanting to do a fakey trace switch Manny. And another whole skate season has gone by without me learning it. I remember I talked about maybe doing it um, going down something, like down the curb to Manny on flat. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to figure something out because I need to get one of these done for the bunt video. Like, that's my skate goal right now, is to get this bunt video part done. I mean, it's just getting harder and harder the older we get. Not like my body feels worse, just like time I have in a day to like actually skate. Like, I can't skate when I'm at home, really. Just too much shit going on. Um, only on trips, but. I got to make it happen, man. I got to get 20 to 25 tricks for this bun video, and then I'll be happy. Boom. It's going down. Don't you worry. How long is that 20 tricks? Depends. Approximately. Depends how many lines you got in there. How much, like, 
artsy fartsy in between shit clips you got like trees and shit yeah. <laughs> subway or streetcar clips yeah how much slow-mo you got smoking clips sm- blow some smoke into the camera yeah how many um multiple angles there's a lot of factors man but 20 to 25 i have a similar goal so well but you gotta have 25 by now not even close stuff that i actually want to use how many how what's how many do you got i I actually don't know but i don't have approximate uh dude i think the ones that i would be excited to use i still think i have less than 10 which is crazy Hmm. but i got two and one's a maybe (laughs) we got work to do That's crazy. We've been talking about this video for so long. We got both have under 10 clips. Love it. It's going down though. Yeah. Bunt video coming soon. Still. You're damn right. Uh, I can't really think of it. Like switching the obstacle kind of more. Unless you just mean like a lower ledge, of course. Like trying to learn like a switch flip crook on something. And then you're like, no, oh, I needed an inch smaller. Then you're like, oh, I needed an inch smaller actually. So you finally find that right size but i don't think i've ever completely switched up the obstacle that's like seems like a rare scenario have we ever given up completely damn right like the amount of <laughs> the amount of tricks i think i can speak for both of us when i say the amount of tricks we've tried to learn and bunted on but i think that's normal for basically any skater if you have any sort of imagination you're gonna try shit that you don't have the skill to do um mm-hmm. so definitely been there many times hondo give him one more pena for the for the way out nico pena thanks for the email that's what's up all right next up we've got an email for tristan moss yo 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 long time listener first time writer this questions for dono just a couple questions about your career as an electrician and how you balance the work slash personal life are you still an apprentice and are you in the union how do you find energy to skate when working such a labor-intensive job? I'm currently in my fifth year as a union apprentice in California, and I'm finding it harder and harder to find motivation to skate after long days at work and even on the weekends. Thank you guys for continuing to do this podcast. It's motivating as hell knowing you both work normal jobs and have so much going on outside of that. Keep killing it. Um, I mean, I'm sure Seva could, could speak... Uh, as to like trying to skate and find the energy after working a labor intensive job like his job ain't easy on the body easy working long hours i mean sometimes i'll try and go skate after work and i it just won't work you know like i just don't have the legs or don't have the energy i could like skate for like 10 15 minutes and i'm dust and then sometimes it does it's just honestly it's a lot of hit or miss i can always like tell within the first like five or ten minutes of skating if if I got the juice or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm still an, still an apprentice, not in the union. It's a privately owned and operated company. Um, makes it a little bit easier to uh, travel a little bit more that way. Um, but yeah, the motivation is there. Like I want to skate more than ever, especially like find some time after work during the week. And then definitely on the weekends, like a couple of my buddies skate early in the mornings on the weekend so sometimes that helps um yeah i mean it's for me it's just hit or miss and i and i'll know real fast into the session whether i'm feeling it or not yeah for me uh because i work on set 
and those are typically long ass days like if you're out of there in 12 hours that's like pretty standard but definitely go longer than that quite often so like i just those days i just treat like you just black them off the calendar like i i don't remember the last time i skated after being on set it's it's uh, it's too draining it is what it is the older you get the more used to skating less you get sadly i know remember when you're like in high school and like the thought of not skating for like a day let alone like two days in a row is like devastating changes slowly over time man but we got the motivation man this video ain't gonna film itself you get me i also find that i can't sit down after work if i like go home and like try to chill or hang out for a bit and then go skate that's not gonna work i just gotta keep it moving right from work real talk (laughs) once you touch that couch it's a wrap i'm done tristan man good luck in the rest of your apprenticeship man all right, next up, we got an email from Uncle Rumple. Ghost and Dono, please help me. Switch back tail. What are the secrets? Where do you look when you pop? Always looks like people are looking backwards and at their back foot. So much variety in foot positioning when analyzing other switch back tail masters. My own experiments have only gotten me so far. I need your help. I met Gino Iannucci earlier this year at the uh, Decade event. Very nice guy. Indulge me in a much longer conversation than I deserved. But with my final words, I told him I would learn switchback tail by the end of the year. He didn't respond. I can't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Rumple. I've only ever done one in my life and that one was good for me. I don't know how I did it. I don't remember the feeling I got. I can't be of any help to you here, man. It's gotta be safer. Fuck, I feel like I don't have any help either, man. Like, you know when you know when you fucking have been doing a trick for so long that like you're so far from the learning at stage that you don't remember what the little tricks were? That said, slide into our boy Richie Valdez's DMs, because I just saw him do. I think he just learned it, because when we were with him in LA not too long ago, he was like scared to do switchback 50s and saying he wanted to like learn switchback tails and i just saw him do some sketchy ones in his story the other day so he's probably he could probably help you with some tips richie check your dms man uncle rumple's coming for you you need some advice other than that i'd say just go watch some more uh brian wenning maybe some uh fuck p-rod some of the classics man but I, it sounds like you already did that you got it man you just got to commit don't be scared man just fucking switch ollie and turn your goddamn shit and just go in blind and it's just a front nose man once you're in there commit before you pop all right next up we got an email from darren buckley yo dono with the recent tragedy that happened to adam johnson just wondering what your stance is on neck guards do you wear one and if no will you consider starting to wear one also do you think the nhl should mandate them thanks the daryl um say i don't know if you do you know who he's referring to adam johnson and what happened here no i didn't um in the professional hockey league over in england a guy got caught with a stick hit him in the throat killed him and he and he uh he died on the ice it was actually a terrible terrible incident 
Holy. Um, so yes, yeah, so obviously this conversation is it's coming back. A lot of people and even some guys in the NHL are now choosing to wear neck guards. I mean, there's been some close calls in the past, obviously. Hockey being a dangerous sport with the skates and people falling and the, just the physicality of it. Like last year, Vander Kane got cut on the wrist, ended up missing like three to six months, I think it was, with a deep cut on the wrist. Like it's obviously, you see it like every year or two, there's a pretty, pretty insane injury. I've definitely been thinking about it. Um, it's crazy in hockey. Like you just can't wait to get older and then. You don't have to wear the full cage. You just wear like a visor. You don't have to wear your neck guard. I remember as soon as I could, I switched to wearing a visor in men's league. And then this past year, I got hit in the face three games in a row, twice with a stick, one stick in the eye, the other in the mouth. And then I took a puck right to the eye as well. Gave me a black eye and I was like, yo, I'm fucking done with not having a mask on. So I put a mask on. Um, I reverted back. I was like, dude, I don't just want to like lose teeth or like get hit in the eye playing hockey, you know, just because it's cooler to wear yeah. a visor. So I went back to the full cage. I was like, fuck it. Um, but yes, I have been thinking about wearing a neck guard. I don't know if they should mandate them. It's obviously anyone's choice, but I think you'll start to see a lot more people wearing them. And it's just incredibly sad what happened man like no one goes to play a game of hockey thinking that that's a possible outcome yeah holy shit get a neck guard bruv mm -hmm. all right next up we got an email from marshall klein are sponsor me tapes a thing anymore if so are companies looking for hd only clips or vx or does it matter Question. This is fucking epic. Um, I'm sure they're looking for them, but I think they like your Instagram account is your sponsor me now. Yeah, I think they probably still are, but you'll probably get found through Insta first. They'll lurk your Insta, and then if they're down, they'll probably be like, hey, do you have any footage? So they're still a thing, but they're obviously not being sent out in hard, like, hard. Like, you're not getting a VHS or a DVD anymore, basically. Like, you're sending a link or you're texting a link or just, like, the actual file itself. And it does not matter if it's HD or VX. Just, it's better if you have a good filmer, but uh, it doesn't really matter the format, I'd say. So, I'm assuming you're asking this because you're a young whippersnapper trying to come up. So, uh, good luck. Marshall, get that footage popping, but but uh, also just try not to be annoying. If if you DM a company or something, send them the footage. Uh, maybe maybe don't like hit them up a hundred times uh, if you see that they've read your message or whatever. But good luck on your quest. You know you're old when you're calling younger people whippersnappers. I don't think I've ever said um, that before in my life. You just aged 10 to 15 years with that. Yeah. Uh, let's just do one more because it's it's a good one. Go out on a high note and just keep teasing this best of Bunt Stories episode, man. We got an email here from Alex Wood. 
Hey, Bunt Boys, I just want to give my picks for the best stories, and I think my opinion is pretty valid because I've heard every episode more than once. That's right. Curran's Blackout Hollywood story. Epic. Ernie Torres' Vegas story. I cried laughing at this one. The Spider-Man comment. Is it you? You? (laughs) Chad Dixon's misdiagnosed story. That one's not funny, but too insane not to share. Windsor James shit piss story, Nuff said. And Will Marshall's stories of Mitch picking up toonies, returning cans to Gatineau after house parties. Gambling stories where he only calls when he's up. <laughs> this episode also brought me to tears, not to mention the Osiris tattoo. Thanks for all you do. Cheers. Oh, man. Wow, too many good ones. We need to make this because I just actually want to listen to it once it's done. Just only the best stories. Like I would listen to that anytime I need to crack up. I think the whole thing can just open with Fred Gall's story time section, and then we just go from there. <laughs> yeah, there's actually so, so like, many. We need to do like volume one, volume two. If we're doing ten per, like it'll that'll fill up quick. Yeah, especially because we're still doing the pod actively, so it's new ones will get added to the list. Yeah. Oh man, there's been a lot of times we were just fucking. I had to w- remove myself from the video chat because I was just crying, man. Like Brad Comer had me in tears, dog. Yeah. When Ryan Smith told us the money was on the East Coast. We, needed we still talk about that to this day, man. Oh, it's as good as it gets. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com. Holy fuck, man. Only a few weeks left. This is the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Man, I'm tired of hearing about. The Los Angeles Chargers potential. Eventually, they got to start winning. It's just... After this week, man. To Green Bay. Justin Herbert couldn't get the job done to Green I know there were some drop passes. Keenan Allen dropped a, a sure touchdown. But something's got to give down there in Los Angeles, man. Yeah, I don't know. On paper, every preseason, I feel we trick ourselves into thinking this is the year and like having Khalil Mack and Bosa you're just like yeah the defense is gonna be sick the fucking arm talent's crazy they got the receivers and then they lose to Green Bay who's been absolutely atrocious I don't know what to say man um at at what point do you need to it does uh What's his face? Herbert. Like, at what point? How much of the blame do you put on him? Is it, like, a lot of it's been horrible coaching since he's been in the league? Like, it seems like that franchise just can't get out of their own way in some ways, but then you also can't put it all on everyone else but Herbert. But I think he's coming into this year, he was, like, 500 in his career or something. But the way he gets talked about is, like, he's this, like, next-level beast. And I actually, I do think he's incredible, but... It's just crazy every year watching them just choke. Oh, it's fine to be a good quarterback. There's been a lot of good quarterbacks, you know, but not all of them are winners. 
Mm-hmm. That's all it comes down to. Like certain quarterbacks know how to win games, and when it matters, they get the points and they can slow the clock down and they possess the ball and they just slowly pick apart the defense. This guy and the t- the clock management, it just never never works out, man. I just feel like he hasn't learned how to win games yet, and essentially that's the problem he has all the talent he has the skill he has the offense obviously the defense gives up a little bit too much but they're just not winning the game man they're they have the talent they have the skill they just need to fucking start winning these games and they're just wasting years yeah (laughs) speaking of quarterbacks in your division we lost two of them Deshaun Watson goes down. Joe Burrow goes down. Kenny Pickett's still standing. <laughs> yeah, well, Kenny fucking Pickett did jack shit today. Another <laughs> grinded out, ugly-ass game for the Steelers, which we're used to seeing them win, but Cleveland's actually been playing pretty similar all year. They do the same thing, I feel like, now. Yeah, 10-10. And uh, fucking the Browns got that field goal to win it as time expired. Just pathetic offense on both sides. But there's no excuse on the Steelers' side, right? Like, the Browns lost the their $230 million man. Uh, looking Trending towards being the worst contract in NFL history. We'll see uh, what happens next year. But, like, pick it, my guy. You were supposed to be the chosen one the next one to elevate Steeler Nation to glory and fuck dude like their only score was a fucking wasn't even a pass it was like a he just tossed it to Warren behind the line of scrimmage and he did all the work (laughs) for fuck's sakes dude it's it's really painful it's really painful to watch Baltimore looking like actually they've got a tougher schedule than the Steelers rest away but like you gotta win these games you know what I'm saying but I still yeah, you think- got to take advantage of this backup quarterback stepping into his first game of what's going to be the rest of the season. The Steelers really need to win this one. With the way the team's constructed, obviously, who I think is the best coach in the NFL, always getting it done with absolutely nothing, Mike Tomlin. They got weapons on offense. Warren looks like he's coming into his own. Uh, Najee Harris doing what Najee Harris does, just waste some attempts every uh every set of downs yeah. they got receivers and johnson and pickens they got Fryermuth. are you willing to keep going with Pickett, or do you say fuck it and you grab another guy in the draft if it's if it's an option i think or in free agency like what would a guy like captain kirk do in with uh with the steelers yeah i think there's two things you do i think you draft someone if if the person presents themselves i mean yeah captain kirk that would be interesting but i think you get rid of matt canada first and foremost and maybe you give pickett one more year and see if he can do it with a better oc because their offense is just like makes you want to pull your hair out but then he's also not playing good either like you can't put it all on canada or all on pickett i don't know I don't know what the percentage divvy up is of blame, but I wouldn't be, I'd, I'd be more hyped to see Canada go and pick it, get one more shot than the other way around. Mm-hmm. What if they both just go? 
What if you just get rid of both? Oh, I'd be cool with that too. They bring my boy. Like just start fresh. I, I don't think Pickett has it, man. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, man. He's thrown two touchdowns in a game once in his career. We saw a fucking uh, Danny DeVito come out there and win a game this weekend, man. Bro, that's the shit like, that drives me crazy. Like the, the rant, Aiden like, McConnell, what did he do? He he made it happen a little bit today too, didn't he? Yeah, he threw a TD. To they Devontae, fucking win. I think. They lost, no, but they he lost. threw three picks and a TD. At least he's letting it fly. Oh, that sounds like a fucking picket line. He can do that. Pickett had 106 passing yards and nine rushing yards. <laughs> Aiden McConnell, or O'Connell, whatever his fucking name is, threw for 271. One TD, three picks. But at least he's fucking letting it fly, man. I know. It drives me crazy when, like, uh, Will Levis comes out of nowhere, throws three touchdowns in that breakout game. I mean, he's been pedestrian since, but, like, DeVito today, I'm like, pick it, like fucking have a game can you just have one game where it doesn't look insanely difficult to get a first down like just once the bills got rid of whatever yeah. that guy's name was and now we're back in action obviously Diggs still ain't happy let's talk about that situation a little bit stefan Diggs clearly not happy with what's going on in buffalo his brother comes out and posts something about getting him out of buffalo obviously stefan Diggs, a celebrity probably over living in western new york you know not the bright lights that you'd want when you have a big contract like that but this could be a case where you know don't ask for something you don't want man because it could always get worse right oh yeah oh my god we've seen that Look time at and time again Devonte adams right now oh my god yeah absolutely brutal so if you're digs what's your next move you try and tone it down and, and make things right in Buffalo? Oh, for sure. I mean, what the fuck else is he going to do? The trade deadline passed. Like, make the most of it this year and then see what happens in the offseason. But, yeah, also definitely careful what you wish for, man. Because he could end up on fucking the Panthers or something. Oh, fucking hell. Imagine that. Tony Pollard. I've... Looks like a man revived. CeeDee Lamb came out and said that they needed to get him going, and that was the plan. Not the most yards, but found himself in the end zone. Dallas wins again. Thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, I feel like it's exactly the same as last year. They beat up on shit teams and get dusted by really good mm -hmm. teams. So until... Uh, let me check their schedule until we see them play. I think they've got another one with Philly down the line. But, like, you can't judge them, man. They're, like, it, it's so frustrating seeing their schedule sometimes and, like, seeing them get all hyped and, like, juiced up again. And it's, like, man, you literally beat the Giants, beat the Jets, lost to AZ. That was a disgrace. You fuck up New England. Then you get destroyed by San Francisco. And you beat the Chargers, who suck. And you whoop the Rams, who were super injured. Then Philly beats you. That game was all right, but that was that like classic Cowboys classic. ending where they couldn't get out of their own way. And they whoop the Giants and whoop Carolina. Like, But here we go. We're coming into got, a good stretch here. We're going to find out who the Cowboys yeah. are. After they're done with Washington and done with Seattle, it's showtime. 
I can't wait, dude. Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and like that could that could go any way. They could actually no four and zero would shock me, but if they went zero and four, I wouldn't be surprised. One and three, two and two, none of those would surprise dude, me. But four and zero would shock. You me. can't predict if they get anything two and two or better. I'll call it a win because those are four really good yeah. opponents. They need two and two going into the playoffs. If they go one and three or zero and four, it's a wrap. It's a fact. Can't wait to see what happens with this Cowboys team because. Like watching, it's like watching the Maple Leafs every year, man. It's literally the exact same thing. I fucking love it. <laughs> Prime time against Philly, week 14. <laughs> Holy shit, I cannot wait for that. Same one. thing in December. I cannot wait. December 30th against the Lions, 8 15. It's going to be a good one. Oh, they got the Christmas Eve game yeah, against man. the Dolphins. Everybody's tuned into that. Whew. What a schedule. What a schedule. Yeah. Have. Have fun beating up on Carolina, yeah, man. That's your last. Well, I get they get the Commanders next Both week. Both real. Thanksgiving. So, last week we touched on it a little bit. The fantasy football deadline has now come and passed. I told everyone that there would be a sweepstakes for safe as Tyreek Hill and Austin Eckler, and boy was I dead wrong. Safe went back to the well made another trade with one of his favorite trade partners in fantasy football Sebastian Lyman <laughs> and you, you knocked that, it out of the park that Berlin brotherhood you knocked it out of the park man it's that Berlin brotherhood man when I lost all my QBs and I had two elite studs at the skill positions I wasted no time actually right after we recorded I made the trade <laughs> later that day and uh, I had to go get myself a first-round pick and a third-round pick for next year. Pack it in for this year. I got enough wins to know I'm not going to come in last and uh, have to pay that extra 300. So I just had had to do what I had to do, man. I, I know how this league works. There's no point in being a middle-of-the-pack team when all the other elite teams are fucking fortifying themselves for the playoff stretch. And I got fucking Aiden O'Connell and Kenny Pickett at QB. <laughs> We start thinking about 2024, man. Yeah, I knew I was going to be out. Um, I usually don't like. I usually don't like to trade anything higher than a third round pick in this league because it kind of just, you know, you put your whole next season at risk. You go anything higher than that. And the guy who was in third place, he might jump up into first this week. Sebastian Lyman, who Saber spoke about, has traded his first, second, and third round picks going out and getting himself a slew of players unfortunately one of them was Joe Burrow so that didn't last too long but he's pushing we have a little bit of controversy in this league right now people are sick and tired of all of these draft picks being traded they don't think this is fair this is that everyone is free to make their own decisions with their draft picks I think the one worry people have is for instance someone like Bass who's been in the league I think like eight or nine years now. It's an expensive league to buy into. Hasn't hasn't won once. He's sick and tired of losing. And he wants to go all in and win. But there's worry that he would just pack up and leave and take his lost draft picks with him. Uh, Sebs19 is a man of honor. I don't think he would do that to the league. Actually, I know he wouldn't do that to the league. Um, so I'm not worried about that, but yeah, we might have to readdress it in the summer. Maybe come up with a rule, a cap on how many picks or how high the picks that you move can be. 
Um, but that's another story for another day. Yep. In that same league, I lost Mark Andrews on Thursday night. My first place team took a big hit. Um, I was actually in the middle of my hockey game when that happened. So I get out of hockey. I'm in the dressing room. Check my phone, hoping to see Mark Andrews slide into the end zone. Unfortunately, he slid onto the into the blue tent. Check the waiver wire, or check my fantasy team. Safe offers me Dalton Kincaid for a fourth round pick, almost immediately after Mark <laughs> Andrews goes down. Also, see he picked up Dallas Goddard off the waiver wire. Um, absolutely ruthless move, but then me and Safe are linked up on the Kincaid trade anyway, so all's fair. <laughs> I uh, twenty twenty four baby. I'm I coming. hope everybody out there was able to pull off a fantasy trade in their favor if that's what they needed, man. Any final words for the rundown? Good luck, all y'all fantasy football heads. Fucking, uh, if you win your league, let us know. Love this time of year. Absolutely. We'll catch y'all next week.